Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. GoTenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because GoTenant is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have got Steve Jackson with us. And Steve and I recorded a podcast interview over a year ago now, probably about 18 months ago. And Steve's an expat and um, had a lot of challenges when it came to property investing in the UK because of his status. So he did a recorded interview uh, for the podcast about 18 months ago. And I think Steve's come an awful long way in both his mindset and the deals that he's now got as well. So good morning, Steve. And welcome to the show. Good morning. Bye. So Steve, can you, for the listeners, just go back a little bit, tell everyone your your history, if you like, and what you <laughs> do in in Germany and sort of give us a, a chronological walkthrough from where you came from, what, three years ago and where you are now. Uh, right. So a brief history is uh, I'm, I'm an engineer by trade, a vehicle engineer. Uh, I've worked at Lotus Engineering, uh, Tickford Engineering and at Porsche in Stuttgart, um, always doing engine development and calibration. So that's been my, <clears throat> my bread and butter as an engineer. Um, yeah, and uh, the last 14 years of corporate life I spent at the European Patent Office, where I was searching and examining patent applications for control systems for internal combustion engines. Um, and so that's basically how they all work, ignition and fueling. Um, <clears throat> without wanting to go too much into that, um, conditions were changing towards the end. Um, I did a 12-month property course, um, and off the back of that, in so that finished in October 2016. Um, me and my wife sat down, and we realised that uh, to make property investing a go really properly, we'd have to be over here in the UK. So I managed to get three rent-to-rent set up whilst I was still in Germany with uh, uh, a JV partner in. Uh, Stafford and that's brilliant uh, and I you know I, I Skype with him regularly it's absolutely fantastic and the networking I got from the course was great I, I met some brilliant people and, and that's how I, I was introduced to you of course um, uh, I think at the beginning of 2017 so January February uh, me and my wife just decided well, we have problems with the school over there we've got two young kids and we decided that's it we're going so uh, I, I set all the wheels in motion it was a terrifying time because I actually quit my job without having anywhere to go to. So not only were we going to be living off our savings, uh, we didn't have a house set up. Um, luckily, I had a UK bank account, which I'd managed to get through connections such as Mark Barrett. Um, so I got a UK bank account, which meant I, I could actually rent in the UK. Um, and somehow we found a house. We paid a big fat deposit 
because uh, we didn't have any credit history. It's one of the things that happens when you're out of the country for 18 months. And uh, we took the plunge and moved back in the summer of 2017 uh, and did property full time. So, Steve, what did your job involve in, you know, I mean, it's obviously very dis different than being in property. What, yeah. what was it exactly that you were doing? I know it was quite quite an intricate role, wasn't it? Yeah, well, uh, doing engine development at, at Tickford and, and Porsche. Uh, Porsche worked on their V8 normally aspirated engine. Uh, so I had an engine in a test cell. I had several engines in test cells, which are basically like small rooms uh, with all the services, the water and the oil and stuff connected to them and the fuel. Uh, and we do ignition maps, fueling. So we did cap protection, did all the ignition maps for the different grades of fuel, did the valve timing strategies, which controls the, the emissions that the engine, the outputted emissions of the engine and did all, all that sort of thing. So it was very much, a, and well, it wasn't even nine to five. It was a very, you'd be expected to work a lot more. Um, it's quite intense and uh, sometimes a little bit thankless as an engineer. Uh, and then I went to the European Patent Office, which was a desk job, sat in front of a desk, um, looking at a monitor, but still very techni technologically involved. It was a very technical job. You had to understand technically the application in front of you and all of the, the what we call prior art, so all of the previous patent applications in that field uh, to be able to compare it and see if, if the invention that they had was new or, or not. And so it was still very technically involved, but totally hands off. So quite a change. And that was that became the daily routine for 14 years. So you did that for 14 years. You lived abroad for that, that, that period yeah. of time. Why did you choose property? I've always been interested in, in property. Um, from So one thing I had over there was British TV, which I managed to get hold of in, in Germany via satellite. And I, I just loved all the property shows. Uh, you know, even if it's a place in the sun, I don't think I was watching Homes Under the Hammer. I don't think it was out there, but there were different variations. There was an Irish presenter. I can't remember his name. who used to follow couples around who were refurbing and flipping. Um, and it was it was really interesting. So that's where the interest really started. Um, and then it just became more. And me and my wife were always thinking, how can we how can we use that? Initially, it was can we buy something that that could help us get to retirement and that we could retire into? So we were thinking really long term. Uh, and then it became can we buy something that will help us just get into retirement earlier? And eventually it became we can do property and make it a full time job. What challenges do you think you were faced with then, Steve, right from the beginning? How hard was it investing in property from another country? What were the oh. big, the biggest problems that you faced? Oh, it was just, it's so difficult. You can't go to a networking meeting for a start. You know, you'd have to jump on a plane, book an overnight stop or two. It, it, logistically, that just wasn't going to happen. Uh, so, you know, there was, there was no way of going along and just trying out something. Um, You've got the problem of credit history, which stops you getting mortgages. Um, even in a limited, if you set up a limited, you, you can't, you know, you struggle to get a mortgage because you've just got no credit history at all. 
So when it came to doing viewings and things, then how did you handle that? I mean, I I know your story. I apologize, but obviously for the people that are watching, yeah. they don't. So when you were uh, away and we talk about marketing campaigns, and I think it's fair to say that I'll introduce this now that Steve's been part of our community um, for quite a long time. Steve's been on our uh, mastermind program for twelve months, and and we had a, a lot of issues in the beginning. Um, how did you come across? You know, that first of all the the issue of, about doing viewing, sending out your campaigns. What did you do? Uh, well, I did a lot of the, the letters. I, I printed them all out at home in Germany and stuck stamps on them and stuck them in the post. And when people rang up, of course, I, I really, that's not my forte. You know me, I'm a very introvert. I'd rather not sort of ring anybody. So I had to get over that, which was quite difficult. Uh, and then I had to sort of find people on the ground here in the UK who could go and go off and, and look at properties for me and, uh, you know, potential JV partners, which, um, yeah, it's... Uh, well, how did you do that, Steve? How did you find those JV partners that, that wanted to come and, uh, you know, help you do that? Uh, through the networking, through the, through the mastermind programme that I was on. And um, I, I was also in, encouraged to uh, pick the phone up and just ring people in an area, which I, I did, and I was... I mean, it was terrible at it, to be honest. I didn't know what to say. And, and it's that is just not not my strength. You, you know the wealth dynamics profile. For me, there's a big spike out towards Lord, which means I like sitting in, uh, in, in my little office and in front of my computer. But, of course, you don't – it doesn't work like that. You have to go out of your comfort zone. You have to. And, and that's it's a lot for me to realise that. That's not easy, is it? It's coming out of your no. comfort zone. So um, at what point then did you decide it was a good thing for you and your family for you to give up your full-time job, make the break, and just come over to the UK? Because that's exactly what you did, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think <coughs> I think it was heading that way. Um, conditions at the at the patent office were, were deteriorating. Uh, you know, I've got to be careful what I say, but... Um, it just wasn't for me anymore. It was a job when I started. I, I absolutely loved it. And I could see myself being there till I'm 65. I, I love that job. And the, the job itself, I, I still miss. Um, but it's the circumstances that, that that job exists within. And it just wasn't working for me. And it hasn't worked for a lot of people. Um, I mean, I, I always remember the example just before I left in June 2017 and I bumped into a, a guy, a Scottish guy who I knew and um, uh, he said, oh, I heard you leave and I wish you all the best. And I said, oh, let's go for coffee sometime. He said, yeah, 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 sure, fine, that'd be brilliant. And two weeks later, he jumped in front of a local commuter train and died. And... Uh, the pressure was mounting. I, I, I wouldn't say that's the reason why that happened. I'd say it was a contributing factor, though. Mm. You know, when you're when you suffer from a mental illness and, and then you're put under the circumstances that you, you are put under, it, it, it must be a real struggle. And for me, I was starting to struggle as well. Um, so I think what started off at the end, very end of 2016 to be, could we um, just make a go of it and help? help me was going to retirement at the age of 50 became let's get out of here and do property within the space of a few months well, that, i mean looking back now steve um i mean that's a massive risk to take and think you knew yeah. that at the time as well you felt it was the right thing to do um you know sort of giving up your regular full-time income 
and moving to a different country as well. I mean, it's a massive upheaval. How did your family feel about that at the time? Because you've got um, a wife and two daughters as well. I mean, how how did it all fit in? Well, my, my wife's German, so for her, you know, it was going to be a complete, completely new thing. But um, she's actually half German, half French, and so she understands the concept of going to a different country. So she wasn't too afraid of it. She always wanted to go and, and move and live somewhere else. <clears throat> so she was quite open. But of course, you know, you sort of worry, you know, how how are you going to settle? How are you going to make friends? What are you going to do? So it, it, there was a lot of concerns and um, and the kids as well. The kids are bilingual and they just switch between the two languages like that. It's sickening sometimes. And uh, so, but we, we weren't too worried about them. We knew they'd make new friends and they weren't happy in the school. So. <clears throat> part of it was a bit easier and part of it was very terrifying because for somebody like myself who likes to have a foundation under me that was just going to be gone uh and you know I was going to be out there and in a way I've got to say for the first for the first eight or nine months it, it just you know I was out there and completely lost that was quite a challenge quite a challenge so you, you came over and then you were full-time property um was that easier or harder than steve than you thought it was going to be you just mentioned it was a <laughs> so, oh, it was so much harder uh i th the thing is if we hadn't have done it i wouldn't have got to the point where i am now and know how it works if i if i could somehow have got this knowledge before I, I did it, I, you know, that would have been brilliant. But you don't get the knowledge without going in and, and doing it. I wouldn't suggest to people to go off and quit their jobs and do property full time. I try and build up as much of the experience and, and get as far as you can before you do that. But for me, I'd done that because I lived in a different country and, and I just didn't have those opportunities available to me. So I had to do something different. and. I, I, when I sit here now, I realise I've always done something different. Uh, I, I went to uni and the university had a tie up with a German university where their pupils, their students could come over and study and get a qualification in the UK. And there was a contract between the two unis where it was actually a, bi, a bilateral agreement, but nobody had gone from the UK over to Germany. So off I went and I did that and I was the first person to do it. Mm. Um, so I've always done things that are different. Uh, and I guess this was another thing, you know, you sort of put yourself into a position where you've got no, you know, you, you really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. And it's quite scary. But, but I think it's, it was fair to say as well that you weren't on your own with this, were you? No, I had a lot of support. Um, yeah. And of course, I had the support of the family, which was was quite important. And you know, we've had it's been a roller coaster the past eighteen months, and uh, uh, it, it's been very, very difficult. I, I'm not going to lie. And there have been times when we've sat here and thought, "Have we done the right thing? This is just not working." Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's how it is, really, isn't it? Okay, but then things started to move forward for you, didn't they? So, you know, you carried on with your marketing campaigns, you carried on, um, you know, getting out there, making things happen. And then all of a sudden, things just started to change, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. At the beginning of this year, I started to get deals through and I was chasing them up. Uh, and uh, somehow they just started to all come off. And I've actually 
it's strange because um i mean some of the things i've i've got set up very much medium to long term uh the deal which i think we've discussed before which i'm you know i'm not negotiating on it i'm just supporting the landlady at the moment helping her to move forward um there's also uh, i took on a rent to rent from from somebody who had two properties and was thinking of selling or doing a rent to rent wasn't sure so in the end i took on one on a rent to rent he sold the other one and the guy who took it on didn't really realize how difficult it all was and we've had several conversations since and basically he's got somebody in until next june but we're to have a conversation in january february and talk about how we're going to move forward together so i've got another rent to rent next year i mean it doesn't help me now but it's another one next year yeah. um, forward, isn't it yeah well, how did things then change because i know you got a little bit stuck steve didn't you and you were really you know going at it for about sort of seven or eight months um and then all of a sudden your leads started to come in and you started to get deals so what changed what changed with the way you were doing things in that period of time well i sent out my landlord letters uh, a lot more often so it was every two weeks um and off the back of that you know you get a lot of people writing back to you and being quite offensive and writing comments over the letter and just sending it back to you telling you to f off and stuff like this um yeah but you also get more much more interest and there are people who go fishing and they want to know what fee you're going to charge which we don't do we do the the rent to rent the guaranteed rent scheme um yeah so you, you do get more response and off the back of that i got a couple of deals so so you, what you're saying that you, you did more marketing than you were doing before or yeah or was it something yeah. else that changed uh well i decided that um you know I, i've got to pick the phone up and make those calls which is <laughs> it sounds so easy for some but for me it's always a challenge uh and i just made sure i, I chase up every single lead that came in and i try to change the way i i was talking to the people to try and get a viewing because i knew if i stood in front of somebody they were buying me and not what i was offering and that for me was crucial so because i knew for some people they'd click and it'd work so that's what i did so you think that um, people were buying into you as a person so how did yeah. you how did you establish those relationships then steve I don't know <laughs> if I knew that I'd understand more about myself wouldn't I um I don't know I just I was just very open and honest and uh, I think you I think it's easy to go into a property deal and and want to get the deal no matter what and you know you hear about people changing numbers on spreadsheets until the deal works well it either works or it doesn't um with uh, with one of the deals I, I met the, the the couple who owned the property and it was um it was great we just clicked they understood what we wanted to offer and what we wanted to offer was accommodation that would be happy for our own children to come and live in and that was important for us that the the, the tenants there would feel not just feel like they've got a room they'd have a home and things would be you know there and fixed and the service was there mm. so that's what we wanted to give um and they understood you know they were in the student uh, market which the, the bottom has dropped out of in plymouth and they realized that wasn't the way forward but they didn't want to or they didn't 
really want to put all that money into investing into their property to bring it up to a, a top level. Um, so we did that for them. But I remember the negotiations. I knew a number, I knew a range that worked. Uh, so from two, I knew what my maximum was. And um, so I mentioned, you know, you start at the lower number. And the guy said, look, you know, I can't, you know, what it's got to be so that it works. And we had a bit of a discussion. And I said, look, you know, what, what, what did you envisage? And he gave me a number. And he said, he said, I can't go any lower that, than that. And I said, you know what? That's my upper number. Uh, I can't go any higher, but we can do it at that. And the negotiation took about half an hour while I was there. And we agreed on a number just to cut down all the toing and froing before we get to the number. And somehow he really appreciated just being upfront and honest. And that's what I tend to do. So. So there's a couple couple of things I want to discuss here. So first of all, you did this with direct to vendor marketing campaigns. Yeah. Lots of people um, that probably don't understand that strategy. Lots of people that say that it doesn't work. It clearly does work. And this is quite current, Steve, wasn't it? So how long ago are we talking? Uh, well, it was at the beginning of this year. So it was January, February, I think it was, that I went into two weekly um, letters. And the leads started coming in around march april and um yeah then they were signed sort of april june april may june <clears throat> the start so for of june. people that don't understand um why people <coughs> want to do what we call a rent to rent because your deals are rent to rents yeah um yeah you know, what objections were you met with the uh, the owners what, what were they what were they saying to you well the a lot of the people who obviously not the ones I work with um, because they've, they've understood it, but a lot of the others, they see how much uh, gross rent they're getting in, at just gross rent. And they say, oh, yeah, but that's how much I'm getting. Well, no, it isn't because you've got costs, you've got voids, you've got all the hassle, you've got your time and your energy, and you're not, yeah, you are getting that amount, but it's not going into your pocket. And if what does go into your pocket, you haven't got time to go and spend. Um, so, you know, I don't want to use the word greedy because I think it's wrong. I think people just don't understand and appreciate how much time and energy you put into this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, we say that, you know, property is not passive. HMOs no. are even less passive. You know, no. you've got to put a lot of work in. It does yeah. take a lot of energy. But if you keep, you know, pursuing and keep being persistent, then the rewards are there. Yeah. Um, and we're in a position, if that's all we do, or mainly what we do, we're in a position to set up systems so that it all works mm. and we know what we're doing. Uh, I've got a, a great building team in, in Plymouth and a fantastic plumber who's been out to our to our own house here and an electrician who's absolutely fantastic uh, and the carpet fit. I mean, they're all there and, and they're all available and they're fantastic people uh, and they've done a banking job on on our our hmo so you know we we have the facility to take on hmos and look after them uh yeah and provide that service and we can do it in a much more efficient way than one person can if they're looking after one property or even generally people who who have multiple properties they just haven't they don't invest the time uh and the money in their education to to make sure they're being as efficient as possible. Okay. Uh, and we do. Well, let's touch on that then, Steve. It's a nice leading really into, I mean, you've been part of our mastermind group for um, over 12 months. 
Um, and you know, I mean, what, how do you, how important is it to you as a person to surround yourself with like-minded individuals? Yeah, it's quite important. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think it definitely helps to just, you know, sit in a, a, a confident, a confidential environment and just to, you know, get a few things off your chest because it isn't all rosy. And sometimes you sit there and you just want to go, and, you know, to people who understand investing, but aren't going to go and tell everybody, you know, how crap you feel on that particular day. And sometimes you do feel really rubbish. Yeah, I mean, you know, no that's that, that's going to be the same in any industry. Isn't it? You get good days, you get bad days. When you work for yourself and you're, you're kind of lonely, you're on your own, then, yeah, you do get those peaks and troughs. And it is important to surround yourself with like-minded individuals yeah. because it's only going to help you push forward on your journey. So um, so the two, you got two two properties very quickly, back-to-back -back almost, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And they're both signed on the 1st of July. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so all of a sudden you you got two properties. It was full on. You went from being I want to get properties to having properties, and, and then becoming a landlord because I know you've got you've got tenants now, and it all happened really quickly. So, can you talk us through that process, Steve? Well, I remember posting on the group, and and you commented, "Well, if you can't cope with this, then don't be a landlord." Because I, I suddenly felt the. I, I just remember thinking, "What happens if they ring in the middle of the night?" And I, I just, I, I've never done it. And suddenly, well, I had done it because I've got tenants in Germany. I've got a couple of flats over there. That's being managed. So I don't really, you know, I get an email, the plumber had to go out, and, and that's that's it. But here it was like, oh, God, what happens if they ring up in the middle of the night? And I, just the first couple of nights, I couldn't sleep. And let it, me ask you, have any of your tenants phoned you at 3 o'clock in the morning yet? No, no, but we did have the internet go down, <laughs> which is a classic. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody's rung me in the middle of the night. Somebody rang me at seven in the evening. Uh, they were very lucky because I had the phone in front of me and I didn't have much to do. So I took the call, uh, which sounds horrible, but, you know, usually on a, I think it was a Friday evening, I just you know, put the phone to one side and, and spend the time with the family. But I had the phone with me uh, and this poor girl had locked herself out. So, um, yeah, I, we got key safes. I gave her the code. She got herself back in, very thankful. Um, yeah, it wasn't a problem. <laughs> But otherwise, it would have been in your investing area. There's lots of people, you know, that will say that the market is, and there's this big word that's going around at the moment saying saturated. I don't like to use that word. Um, but how do you enter into a busy market the way you have and get tenants and fill your rooms? Well, in, in every market, there's, there, there are holes in every single market. And, and Richard Branson, it, you know, the, the airline business was a classic example of that. Uh, he saw somewhere a hole in that, that whole market where he could pitch product uh, and it would be a success. And you've got to do that in, in, with your HMOs as well. Uh, and for me, there are two markets which will always be a success. Now, if you imagine a, a distribution curve of, of the quality of education, uh, education, of accommodation that's offered, you have like a peak in the middle and that's your average kind of stuff. And then either side of that, you've got, you know, a bit grotty. Oh, it's okay. It's pretty good. But that market is saturated. And the student market sort of comes into the left-hand half of that because people tend not to, or they haven't in Plymouth, invest in their student properties because they've had so many students. They've had a high demand. So, you know, they've, they've just, you know, 
not invested. Well, that's all gone now. So you've got a lot of properties in this sector. The two edges are, you know, I wouldn't say the quality of the quality of accommodation is perhaps correct, but just the social demographic. And the two edges are LHA, so housing benefit people, where there's a massive, massive demand. I could fill houses left, right, and centre, but they're they're more uh time intense and they, they they demand a lot more on your resources and and i don't want to go down that route but they still need good accommodation you know it's not you can get rid of rubbish with them but if you give them good accommodation you can fill it all day long mm. and the other end of the market is when you take um your working professionals who perhaps want flats but getting flats financially can be a bit of a stretch and if you give them something which is so fantastic, but it's a house share, it's not a flat. If you can give them something that's so fantastic, they'll take it and they'll pay over the over the odds room rates to go and live there because it's such a, a great quality product which you're providing. So that's the, the sector that we, we concentrate on. And the demand is it is there, it outstrips the supply. Uh, the two houses we've got at the moment, one we've done a refurb on, it's absolutely, it's a great quality yeah, uh, so and it's, it's full. that It's a stunning property. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen the photographs. In fact, Steve, maybe after this live feed, if you want to, maybe post a couple of those photos yeah. in the comments below so people yeah. can see the level of quality that you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, I will do, yeah, yeah. And the other one was ready tenanted and it was it's not up to the quality that we'd like to offer so when one of the rooms becomes available we usually put in a new bed and a new mattress and paint um the walls and give it a feature wall change the furniture if we need to and uh then offer it out and it, suddenly it's you know a completely different room and it looks a lot lot nicer so we're doing that one more bit by bit Lots and lots of people in this group just starting their journey. Lots of people in the group that are already really experienced, um, you know, very broad spectrum of investors. For the new people, the people that kind of can relate to you, and we've got a couple of comments here that have just come in. We've got one here saying, I can completely relate to Steve leaving his full-time job to pursue a future in property. Massive risk, but one worth taking. Gives me confidence as, that it can be done. So thank you for that comment. What What's the... Well, it's a twofold question. First of all, what do you have done doing, knowing what you know now? And then secondly, what is the best tip you can give to those people that are right back at the beginning where you used to be? Right. Uh, I'll, I'll answer them the other way around. I think that the best tip I can give is to just go out and take action. Yeah. If you if you don't, I've got to be honest. You know, I was I was it's I was terrified of picking up the phone and ringing people and following up and. And once I got over that first initial phone call, some people, you know, the conversation ended there and then, but others, we'd have another talk or I'd go and visit a property. And that was, it got so much easier when you just got over that first, that first sort of initial contact, which I... Was, I it, was it as bad as you thought it was going to be in your head? Yeah. It was? Well, just, you know, for me, it's, no. I mean, for some reason you build up, you don't really know what's going to happen or what you know nothing bad is going to happen but it just it's just a fear you have or a fear that i have yeah. um and i i still struggle you know I've, I've got leads now i've got to ring and it's exactly the same feeling again and yeah. it's um 
even know, though you push your comfort you know, zone out you know you, you've done it before so you know that you can do it again and that's a great thing here because you know you can do it yeah i do but it doesn't make it any easier i've got to say and i think it's only fair to say because if i said oh yeah it makes it a lot easier it's and then people find it doesn't they think why isn't it easy for me it isn't for me but it is it's just you've just got to build up your bravery to just take that step that you struggle with every time but it is when you, when you started making those calls that's kind of when things started to change for you wasn't it yeah it is yeah yeah because yeah. you, you have got to get out of that comfort zone don't you you know you've got um no matter what level you are at in business in property um in, yeah. in your job your corporate world you will fall into a comfort zone and to move forward out of that comfort zone you're going to have to keep going into that stretch zone so it's not something that you're going to do once so for you steve no, no. Yeah. you've got a couple of properties in there now which is awesome um you know you, you're starting to get money in the bank which is even more awesome your life has changed completely but very quickly you're going to fall back into that comfort zone and in order to move and progress you have to get back into that stretch zone and that's yeah. just going to continue until you stop investing yeah and i think i think that's um that's the challenge is because it's so easy so i've done it now now i'm going to go back into my little comfort zone Ah, oh, thank god for that i don't need to do that anymore but of course you do and um you've just got to be very tenacious and keep going at it uh it's what you know i don't want to put people off but <clears throat> a lot of people when we had small babies you know that were just born we've got two kids everybody used to say oh isn't having babies so brilliant isn't it fantastic oh it's so nice it enriches your life you didn't get any sleep you you just deal with things that go in the mouth things that come out the backside and all the screaming and crying in the middle and it's just, you know it is hey, it there is. are some people that love that there, there are yeah, I know. Very different, aren't we? you know we we loved having babies and playing with them especially when they became a bit more interactive but it is such hard work and anybody who says it, it you know glosses over it and just goes to the nice stuff i always think that you, you, you i always give the honest opinion so that's the right yeah. thing to do and that's the best thing you know that's exactly what we advocate in this group you know yeah. um I, I have this phrase that HMOs are not all rosy because they're not. And I post all the bad stuff as well that goes on because it is important, you know, to show everybody the good stuff and the bad stuff. You know, yeah. sometimes you'll get tenants that don't want to pay. Sometimes you'll get uh, landlords that want to take their properties back if you don't own them. You know, there's lots of things that can go wrong, but it's how you deal with them that differentiates yeah. us. And I know that property, if you want it to be, can be absolutely life-changing and it certainly is for a lot of people so steve you got two deals very quickly back to back and um, how's it looking now for leads i mean you, are you still out there actively looking for property at the moment yes i am um I, we've got quite a few things <clears throat> the thing about leads is you, you have this pot of leads you think oh isn't it great i mean it is a natural thing that you know one drops off uh, and then another one disappears for whatever reason and then it, it shrinks quite quickly so you've always got to make sure you're filling that pot of leads constantly. Um, but I've got um, a lead which I've, I've been working on for over a year now. Um, cut a, a long, long story short, um, a, a landlady was not served particularly well by a letting agent in Plymouth. And um, she had a tenant in who wasn't paying and the agent wasn't even thinking about getting them out. So I came on board, uh, started to help her, support her. We've moved it on. 
uh, and um, he's now been evicted last week. So I went in and changed the locks because his room was empty. So I assumed he'd gone, took photos of it, changed the locks. So that's it, done. Uh, there's been an issue because there was a water leak. Uh, half of the ceiling in the room below the bathrooms collapsed. There's been an awful lot of water damage. Uh, I managed to isolate the leak, the leak myself. It was actually dripping from below a tap fitting. So I've just isolated the tap. And suddenly the, the swimming pool in the bathroom, when I went in a couple of days later, it was gone. So you know, I've always tried to help this. I felt so sorry for her that she's been she's been really done over by a, a, a letting agent who's so unscrupulous that they just I, I couldn't live with myself to give that service. So I've, I've supported her because I mean, yeah, we want to do a rent to rent with her afterwards. And she's really keen to do it as well because she's seen what we can do. Um, but also, I just wanted to, you know, support her and help her and, uh, and and get her through. And and even if she says at the end, you know, I'm going to sell the house and and we can't we can't purchase it for whatever reason, I, I know I've I've helped her an awful lot. She's very appreciative of that. So, you know, I built up a great connection there. But ultimately, we'd love to take on her property. We'd love her to keep it because it's a great asset. You know, I, I rang, I speak to all the landlords and. Yeah, perhaps I'm too honest, but I just tell them, you know, don't sell. You've got a great asset. Why would you want to sell it? And quite often the idea of selling, because they, they, they approach this when you have a conversation, the idea of selling comes about because they say, well, you know, it's too much hard work. Well, let us do the hard work. You can keep it for years and we can set up this deal. We can look after this property for five to seven years uh, and take it off your hands. And, mm. you know, it works. Uh, so, you know, I'm, like I say, I'm perhaps too honest, perhaps I should go for the kill no, and try. Absolutely not. No, definitely. I totally agree with you because you know that my ethos is, ethos is you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, honesty is the best policy. And, you know, yeah. um, we are keeping it real. And we, yes, we do property courses. That's what we do. You know, we've been doing courses for years. Um, but our ethos is to share everything. And you've got to be completely honest and transparent yeah. and yeah. you know what if it's not a deal we're not charlatans we're not going to take a property off uh, a customer off a vendor if it's not a win-win so yeah. no you need to i mean that is a really good trait to have steve you've got to make sure that you know um, you've got to be genuine and you've got to be honest not only with yourself but with the people yeah. that you do business with because if yeah. you're not then you'll soon be exposed you really will exactly and and i mean you know if somebody were to say look i just I know I understand what you're offering, but I just I don't want the hassle at all. And actually, that's what the landlady in this deal said to us uh, a, a few months ago. She said, I just don't want any of this. I said, all right, OK, we'll get your tenant out. We'll support you with that. And when it's when it's done, I can go in and change the locks. I can do all that. And then, you you know, you're in a position where you have a full choice as to what you do because you'll struggle to sell it with them in there. So you might as well go through that process. During that process, she's she's gone on to seeing that the um, that the the asset she has is a real asset. That house is an asset. And yeah. she said to me, said to me, oh, the reason I wanted to sell it is I've got no one to look after it. But now I have. So that's brilliant, Steve. And I really want you to do it. So, it's you know, it, it, the more honest you are, the, the more you get out of it. Yeah, so. you've got to be in everything, not just, you know, I mean, I'm an ex-police officer. You know that we um, my, my policy is, you know, just complete honesty. You've got to be. Steve, yeah. how many more properties are you going to go for then now? So um, you were part of our mastermind group for 12 months and you moved on yeah. now. 
Um, you know, it's, uh, you've, you've been a great member of our community. Um, it's great seeing your journey from Germany to the UK, to the mindset struggles, to getting over those lines, to getting your first two properties, to getting tenants, you know, all these massive big chunks and steps in your life. <coughs> well, I mean, how many more are you going to look for? Um, when when, when are you going to stop? Are you going to stop? Well, my, my aspiration is to become a HMO educational guru and okay. run my own online <laughs> No, have my own management software set up. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, uh, I know you meant to have goals. We have our goals have changed a lot because uh, we've become we've begun or begun to realise that um, you know having material things it's not what it's about. So we know where we want to be as a family, and the only material thing we'd like to have is we'd like to have our own house. We would like to own a house. We're in a new rented house, so we moved about uh, six weeks ago, which was disaster. It was horrible. And mm. just didn't go very well. We were all ill before, during, and after the move. We had kids coughing through the night. It, we didn't get any sleep. We didn't do as much packing as we, what we wanted to do. It was, it was a nightmare. Um, so we, but the house we're in now is absolutely lovely. It's a real home. Everybody's happy in it. So we're going to stay here for a couple of years and we're quite happy to do that. But we would like to own our own property. Um, and now, you know, when you go along the um, the property route, you you realise how many different ways there are of doing that. So, you know, we're keeping our eyes open all the time for um, for really good deals or something where, you know, here in Devon, because I'm, I'm based in Torquay now, there's... Um, there's quite often holiday lets together with houses for sale. Can we make them work in such a way that half of it can be bought in the business, the holiday lets, and the other half we can do privately? And yeah, and that's what we we try and look at doing. So, so Steve, parting comment. Thank you very much indeed. Um, have you got uh, one last parting tip for our listeners um, on how they can move forwards in their journeys? Uh, yeah, just be very tenacious in what you do and. Uh, keep going and you know it's the old equation massive action times right stuff times consist consistency equals uh, results and you do, you have to have all three elements of that set up steve it's been awesome thanks for taking the time Thank it's you. been a pleasure having you in our community and um as i say everybody if you want to comment below ask steve some questions we'll tag this to the top of the page until tomorrow for our next guest steve thanks so much for sharing your morning Thank with you. us and speak to you soon take care yeah Thanks, cheers. Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. Go Tenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because Go Tenants is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more.